Today FM. It's that time of the week again. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. Aye, aye. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, sit up now. You remember that time when we first started working here that we shouted quietly in the office on video and all the salespeople thought we were weird? <laughs> thought? Ah, it was like. How loud can you shout? But be really quiet. It's actually quite difficult. You have to name the clubs that these players play for. They're the Irish team on the pitch tonight. Shouting them are just normal. Shouting quietly. Okay. Gavin Bazunu. Manchester City is his parent club. I can't remember where he is now. Southampton. Okay. Quevine Kelleher. Liverpool scum. <laughs> Mark Travers. Carlisle United. He's going so red, I'm worried about him. Bournemouth. I'll just give you three more. They're all the goalkeepers. Okay. Uh, James McLean. James McLean plays for Wigan. Josh Cullen. Josh Cullen plays for Pormarnock AFC. <laughs> Burnley. And Will Smallbone. <laughs> Could you not give me normal ones? Southampton. I'm afraid you failed... At the end of that round, you've got two points and no passes. Damn it. Oh, that was really hard, actually, on your voice. I shouldn't do that. Shout no. anything. Welcome, everybody, to the Best of Dermot and Dave podcast. I, you're, thank you. Thank you for what for Thanks for say. coming, guys. Thanks thank you. Coming. Is this an intervention or? <laughs> it seems well, to yeah. It's a self-imposed was... intervention by him on himself. Yes. <laughs> it's only, it was only a matter of time. I'm guys, glad you invited please, us to it, though. Me, I says. brought you all here today to tell me that I'm drinking too much. <laughs> okay. Well, self-awareness is the most important <laughs> yeah. step That's in any of this. Scenario. Let's drink to that, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Best of Dermot and Dave podcast. All the stuff from during the week that we had the crack with. Uh, none of the music, of course, to delay it. Was all the funny bits all jammed in together. Take it away, podcast wonder people. This is Today FM. Giant gig over the weekend. All anybody seems to be talking about is Harry Styles, because Harry Styles of course was playing Slane Castle on Saturday night to 100,000 fans. Fairness, all the stuff on social media looked incredible, but what was it like to actually be there? Was it as amazing as it seemed? Well, Elaine is from Kildare, Elaine Burke, she won tickets for the gig on this very show. On her daughter's 13th birthday, Lauren's birthday. She's on the line now to fill us in all about it. Hi, Lane. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good. How are you? How's Lauren? Lauren has gone into school with all her merits on her back. Um, she's very happy. <laughs> <laughs> very happy young lady. I think she went, she went up to the merit stand and went, I'll have one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those. <laughs> was it, every, was it everything she hoped it would be? Oh, listen. Now, um, lads, you made a grown man cry. We did. <laughs> well, my husband bought a ticket so he could come with us. Okay. Oh. He he um, had to mind us. So when like it was a great gig, we were there in time for a wet leg. There for an inhaler, which I thought was a bit of nice plain history happening there. And then when Harry Styles came on stage, she started to cry. Bless her, because she was so overwhelmed by it all. Right. So he he caught her crying, and he started crying, and I'm standing in the middle going. <laughs> <laughs> I would say they weren't alone. I'd, there was a bit of Beatlemania going on by some of the stuff going around on social media of just mm. people absolutely losing their you know what when he walked out yeah. on stage. Absolutely. I mean, we were up in the hill. Like, I was, I'm a slain virgin, so that was my first time at slain. And 
it was a lot better than what I thought it was going to be because we were saying for months, just, you know, you're not going to slay. It's not going to happen. You're too young. It's not a place for a 13 year old. Yeah. When I won the tickets, I was like, my head was in my hands going, oh my God, he's going to kill me. Because <laughs> you have to bring her now. <laughs> it was a bringer. And it was fantastic. It was brilliant. And it was meant to be. I think the stars aligned. It was really just meant to be. It well, was fantastic. It was let, a great night. Let's have a listen to him. Here he is doing as it was. So the sound at concerts sometimes, particularly outdoor ones, Elaine, can be a bit wishy-washy. What was it like at the gig? Was it good? It was a bit bassy for the first, I'd say, four odd minutes. But right. we, because we were up on the hill, you know, it's a tough one to call, really, isn't it? So, um, well, she didn't care. I mean, I'm no. sure she was, she was quite hoarse this morning from all her screaming and screams, <laughs> leave America at the highest. Well, what are you doing? Oh, it's over. You're talking about leaving America, but apparently it's a thing. So... Yeah, no, she didn't care. Um, my husband reviews a lot of a lot of concerts, so he was kind of more in tune with with, with what. Right, well, what was going on? The kind of the unspoken yeah. Harry language. I mean, when you look yeah. back, Elaine, on your early gigs, can you remember any that would have given you the same reaction as Lauren? Yeah, actually, and, and I only uh, only realised remembers this. My first gig was you two in Coke Park in '85. Wow, and I cried. <laughs> okay, well, like, like I was going to say, like, like mother, like daughter, but like mother, like husband, like daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's just a big softy, really. I mean, he thinks he's a rocker, but he's just a big soft. <laughs> but yeah, um, there was it was lovely, and I was only, and he actually only found out. So I was like, you never told me you cried when you saw you too. I was like, yeah, but I kind of only remembered that I cried because it was such a love. Like I loved you too from the time I was eleven. So season of fifteen was like, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, whoa, and, and, you, and you see your heroes on stage, and I was a lot closer to you two than Lauren was to Harry Styles. <laughs> but, you know, there, it is, I think it is when you've idolised this person, yeah, and then you see them in the flesh. I mean, like, she did see a little ant running around the stage. A bit of <laughs> big um, screens but, always help in yeah. slime, the and big screens. It stays with you as well, though, Elaine, doesn't it? I mean, she'll remember that gig now forever, for the rest of her days, just like you remember you too. Yeah, 100%. I think she absolutely now is just, she's on a high. And that's what we're saying. Like, so this day last week, we were in London, and she, all she wanted to do in London was go to the Barbican where Harry Styles had, had um, filmed as it was. Right, okay. So that's where she was last week, and she was like, just, I'd had only won the tickets the day before we left for London. It was. It's just been a mad couple of weeks for her it's been well, amazing we're, we're glad that Lauren enjoyed it that Elaine enjoyed it and listen more importantly that the hubby was crying at us that's the most important thing I'm taking <laughs> out of this conversation it was the best you know, that was the loveliest thing as, and it was great memories that's which are priceless yeah, yeah. that's what it's all about banking those memories yeah. oh come here Elaine yeah. congratulations I'm glad you all had a great time and uh, thanks for filling us in on Harry oh listen guys thank you very very much it's all we could say over the weekend was like Dermot and Dave were to blame for this, but it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. And I'm no longer in trouble for bringing our daughter to Well, the there you go. Yeah, you did the right thing in the end. Thanks a million, Elaine. It was brilliant. Thanks, guys. See you, bye. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. Uh, Harry was, uh, he was definitely channeling a lot of Dublin stuff, so he did the, the, the Moore Street banana, th two mm -hmm. bananas for a pound, three for a euro. Two bananas for a pound, three bananas for a euro. <laughs> 
Now, the fact that the crowd is singing along, I think there's something that we're missing there. Like, is, is this a, a One Direction thing, a Harry Styles thing? I don't Convincing know. Convincing Dublin accent, he has. He does, but he talks about Tala as well. He even knows the local nickname for Tala. You can go to Tala. California. <laughs> something on him, something so apparently Harry Styles was headbutted at a party in Tala at some point. But then, <laughs> hey, we all? we all, exactly. He finished off the gig, signed off Oscar Elga. Come on. That is Mohan Buchel right there. It's Slon Liv, Harry, come on. Get yeah, your... but, but maybe he chose a lot to speak to the individual pronouns. soul of each person <laughs> who's there I don't know uh, any more voice notes for us we at the gig let us know 87 4100 let us know what it was like did you have a good time were you screaming and did you fall down morning Dermot and Dave uh, um, I'm a bit croaky this morning so I was at Harry Styles on Saturday with my friend Teresa and I was at the Leinster final yesterday, the Galway Kilkenny match with Ma Jordan, who's a Kilkenny person. Um, and uh, suffice to say, we left when Killian Buckley scored that goal. So, um, a bit wrecked heading into work this morning, but sure, some coffee and uh, we'll survive. <laughs> That's what busy weekends are all about, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Jerry was on to us as well. You have to remember that all of One Direction security team were Irish, so I am sure that they picked up a bit of slang along the way. Oh, hence the one, two bananas for a pound or whatever, okay? Well, actually, speaking of production, uh, somebody said that the uh, Harry's engineer mixes the show in a truck trailer behind the stage because the screams are so loud out the front. Oh, that's interesting. Because, yeah, because usually the sound desk is... is in front of the stage, way mm. back, and then the engineer is mixing there, but it's obviously too Screaming too maniacs, and he can't hear a thing, so he's got to go behind. Uh, no name on this one. Harry Styles, what can I say? You absolutely rocked Slane. It was amazing. Brilliant set list, brilliant songs, brilliant atmosphere. Even his joke about Tally. <laughs> very, very good. Um, only downside was trying to get home, trying to get out of the car park. <laughs> Absolute chaos. Utter chaos. Two hours there. But the atmosphere at the gig, Harry's singing, he can really put on a live show. Really, really good. That more than made up for the, the trying to get home. Brilliant, brilliant night. Yeah, getting home from any gig anywhere with that number of people is just always chaotic. I've never been to a gig with a huge number of people like that. That hasn't been chaotic. And even Metallica in Hamburg, you think mm. the Germans have the efficiency completely sorted? No. We had to walk for 45 minutes. We got in a taxi and we were two minutes from our house, but we didn't know where we were. Like, <laughs> so we got in, your mom was like, Really, lads? You want to just go this far? I think Slane is particularly. Slane and Marley just, Parker are some of the worst. Yeah. It's just the roads and all that. I mean, uh, and it's late at night and there's some lad in a high vis jacket who's tired and <laughs> <laughs> he's in charge. This. Is today FM. Dermot Whelan's gotten to a point now where he just gives clues out willy nilly. 1,000 euro, 1,500 euro, I'm just two G's. Taking the law into my own hands. I'm like legally blonde. I'm just <laughs> strutting around the office here. What is the name my of. Pink suit. What is the name of the lead character in Legally Blonde? I will give you 10 euro if you know her name. Never seen it. What? I just said it to be included. <laughs> Don't judge me. Anyone else in the room? I'm not giving you a tenner, I'm just saying. Elle Woods. Oh, very good. Elle Woods? No, no, Elle Woods? You've seen memes with Elle Woods? Uh, I remember the rugby player Eric Elwood. <laughs> Is that any help? Well, that's the way you'll remember her from now on. Okay. okay. <laughs> Burly. <laughs> Fast. 
but with a killer pink suit. Dermot gave us a clue to my P is always T because it has reached 1,000 euro. What is the clue? Goodbye. Goodbye. And I'm going to say one of the best sentences we've ever said, which is, how are you, Jer? Are you currently sitting on a ride-on lawnmower? <laughs> Yes, yes I am. Well, Good You're standing beside, standing beside, beside it. it. Okay, okay. Less. So come here, how big is the lawn you're cutting? It's at the back of a school. It's about two acres. Two acres? Wow. Yeah. That's a Four great and a half way. Because you know the way, like... I love tractor lawnmowers. Say, like, I get jealous of people who have land. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I live in Dublin and I live in a semi-detached house where my neighbour's house is practically looking in the window of mine, right? You feel jealous of people with real grass. Yeah, well, no, like, I what don't. What are you going to do no. with a tractor mower? <laughs> no. you've, you've got plastic grass. No, because what happens is I then go through the whole looking glass thing and I go, mm. oh my God, imagine how annoying it would be to have to cut like not two acres of them. Don't, don't even dream of being that rich but no. to cut half an acre of land every weekend. No. You spend your whole weekend just cutting it. Sure, tell them how much fun it is. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, it's your job, is it? Uh, yeah, well, I'm a maintenance man in a primary school here. So. Yeah, you see, you've just associated with work, but I, um, I, when I was growing up, we'd uh, sit on lawnmower and a ride on. Uh, hang on. Everything's the crack when you're five. Like, I'm talking about no. now as an adult. It's still good. If you had an acre, half an acre, say, of lawn to cut every weekend and it was eaten into your golf time, no, I, I, but driving around with those little things is class. Every weekend. Well, in the summertime. You have to cut your grass you every week. Ah, you do. No, you don't. Do you have to, Jer? Yeah, you do, really. <laughs> you stop yeah. disagreeing with everything I'm saying. Jer, <laughs> <laughs> you're right on every level. I like you, Jer. But you know, can we name and shame? I know we've done it before on this show, but I, any opportunity. Uh, my One of my oldest friends, Marcus, uh, before we had our driver's licenses, uh, he really, really wanted a BMW, mm-hmm. and he put a BMW badge in the centre of the steering wheel of his dad's ride-on lawnmower, <laughs> and then he used to drive the lawnmower up to my house and call in for me. <laughs> in his BMW. And he would eventually drive in the driveway and then just flash the lights into the sitting room, <laughs> and my dad would be like, what's that agent doing? <laughs> Sorry, Jer's, Marcus. Jer's like, obviously, can I, obviously simpler times. Like, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, Jer's like, can I get on with my guests to win the money? <laughs> Jer, a thousand euro. My P is always T with the clue goodbye. What do you think? My parting is always tearful. My parting is always tearful. Using the clue, goodbye. I well, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah, sorry, Jeremy. Yeah. That's what you get now for saying that cutting the grass on the ride on lawnmower is no crack. Sure, nice one. Go back to your work. Bye. See you later. Bye, 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 bye. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Dermot, we had a wiser 10 euro note. Sellotapes to the mic shield on which, <laughs> on which you place on top of your microphone. Uh, because it all has to do with what I was doing and where I was over the weekend. I was down in Ballybunion, County Kerry, mm-hmm. not too far south of the Limerick border. Yeah. And I don't know how, but as a Limerick man, I had never ended up in Ballybunion. And there's generally three places that Limerick people yeah. go on their holidays. It's either Lahinch, Kilkee, both in County Clare, or Ballybunion, County Certainly Kerry. Certainly my mum's family were all big Ballybunion heads, yeah. Exactly. You were, they were Kilcornan Kilcornan heads, so they would head, head that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd never made it. I don't know how. And as a golfer, I had never played 
Ballybunion Golf Course, which is one of the most famous courses and oldest courses in the world. Can I shock you? I've played Ballybunion. Disgusting. Yeah, I am not a golfer and I play Ballybunion. Anyway, I ended up in Ballybunion uh, down there to play a round of golf, but I ended up doing loads of other things. Uh, I was in a place called Mac Munn's, beautiful restaurant bar there right. in, in Ballybunion. Hello to Greg, a man in charge there. Amazing bowl of muscles. All right. Um, but while I was there, I met a woman called Zena. And her husband, Michael. Is she a warrior princess? <laughs> She's a warrior princess. <laughs> she absolutely is. And he's a warrior as well because they are two of the founding members of Ballybunion Rescue, the lifeboats, lifeboat rescue. Oh, brilliant. So they said, would you like to come out on the boat? Come down tomorrow morning to the beach at half nine. So I was like, okay. And I turned up and they put all the gear on me. They showed me all their equipment and every, all the stuff they do, but they took me out on the boat. And I don't know if anyone's been to Ballybunion, but there are huge cliffs there. But like all these beautiful places in Ireland, unless you're in a boat, you don't get to kind of enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's these incredible caves and we were in the caves and going through these little archways and into the pitch dark and out the other side. It was incredible. And then they did some rescue stuff with me and they put me on a ledge of a rock and drove away. <laughs> and I think it was a rescue. Maybe, yeah. maybe they just went for lunch. I think they had a conversation and one of them was going, we have to go back and get him. He's really annoying. I know, but we have to go back and get him. Let's go and rescue him now, Sean. Uh, so yeah, they rescued me off that. Um, then I had to get into the water. Oh. And then they rescued. I think they were actually possibly trying to kill me. But, <laughs> trying to um, kill you, or they're just using you? They're going back and say certificate yeah. completed. We <laughs> did all our safety checks <laughs> on the guy from <laughs> yeah. Dublin. He's still alive, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and there were dolphins in the water as well. Get out. Uh, it was just an incredible morning, a couple of hours out on the water. So thank you so much to Zena and Michael and Paul and Mark and PJ and uh, young Sadie and Maeve as well, uh, who are going to be next in line saving lives down oh, okay. there. Amazing so amazing stuff work. Those people do, and then yeah. I ended up playing golf. Of with course. A very old dear friend of mine called Brian Begley, Howie Beggs, um, and Shane Adams and Des Adams, a pair of brothers and members of Ballybunion. And the tenor is the money that I won. Off the lads. So you played well enough to win money. That's because you've been I, playing golf and recently you know and you haven't been doing great. I'm not going to bore you with the details. Oh, okay? thank Jesus. But, like, I'd if, throw you into the sea if I did that. <laughs> They'd have to come and rescue you. But like the weather, there was just a little light breeze. Okay. The golf course is incredible. And we just had the best laugh. It's just, I texted my wife after and said, I think I've just had the best day of my life. <laughs> and she was like, What about our wedding? You absolute. <laughs> anyway. Well, you always, like, you assume the wedding, the, <laughs> the birth children, of the children. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I took a tenor of Des in right. particular, all right? But what I would love people to do is go into um, Adams of Tralee, the car garage down there, yeah. and go in there, and Des will be in there, and you can say to Des, Des, tell us what happened on the 18th, okay? That's all I want people to do. <laughs> okay. And then people can go into his brother's garage, Adams of Glynn in County Limerick, and go in and high-five Des, <laughs> or Shane, rather. Shane, right. Go and high five Shane and say, well done. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. So I want to everyone do. to hound Des Adams about what happened on the 18th. <laughs> and Brian Begley, if you see him. It's just one of those things, isn't it? It's, you use the word and you don't necessarily know when to use it, except now you know. It's, it's muggy. It's very close. Very close. Very close. Let's go to the experts. Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather. It's going to tell us exactly what is going on with the weather at the moment. 
Good morning, gentlemen. Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather here. Well, it's most likely going to be the hottest day of the year so far, with Ooh. temperatures getting up to 27 degrees. Some nice sunny spells, especially in the eastern half of the country, with some heavy thundery showers in the Midlands moving west. It's going to stay warm for the next couple of days. 27 degrees again tomorrow, Wednesday. 27 possible again on Thursday. Some very warm, warm nights. Temperatures not dropping below 15, 16 or maybe even 17 degrees. Didn't drop below 17 degrees in Carroll last night. It was kick off the sheets and toss and turn and it's going to be the same for the next couple of nights I'm afraid. But there will be some showers as well. There was showers in Dublin last night but it was 16 degrees and it was wet so if you're uh, on the rain gear you'll be sweating on the inside and the outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. i tell you what I tried last night. So Everyone needs to, you have to find a way to cope in the heat, right? So into bed last night, we've already switched out our TOG 15 duvet for our TOG 7 duvet or whatever, because like we, we do like it hot and sweaty. We just have the one Maldi duvet. Oh, really? You don't have a few different I ones, no? I don't interchange them, no. No, we always do, yeah. Anyway, so it's, it's the lighter duvet, we're ready to rock. And then we say, right, so we sleep up in the attic, so we open the Velux windows. And the first one, there's always one big one that's open. Then there's a big one beside that that we hardly ever open. But last night, the two of them were wide open. And I got a brainwave just before I went to sleep and I was so sweaty kind of lying there. I went, oh, I'll open up the skinny one on the front of the house and then get a through draft. Well, lads, the breeze was phenomenal. I was like, this is, I am a genius. I've got three Felix windows open. My house was built in 1971. I don't even need to open the windows. It's always a through draft just coming through. But then, three o'clock in the morning, someone was obviously having a great Monday and a house party emptied about, you know, 200 yards away. And the lads decided that walking past our house was the way home. All we got was like, Bernie, what's that you got it to? <laughs> 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 I don't know, maybe they were Man City fans if there are any of them in Ireland but it was absolutely insanely loud and obviously with the windows open and it being that dead muggy night they were like in our bedroom I never mind that Really? I never mind it when I hear them because all I'm thinking is you're going to feel so awful tomorrow <laughs> you are just going to feel and I'm not going to feel like that person I'm listening to <laughs> this is a good day <sighs> Well, we went back to sleep 40 minutes later I don't know whether it was the same lads or the rest of the lads left the house party but it was more shut up I just want to go to sleep there weren't Man United fans anyway Dave that's for sure nothing to celebrate (laughs) Uh, so that didn't work for me yeah well we had a little look around the office uh, today to see if you've any uh, summer and heat hacks to share with us God no! Just leave as many windows open as possible. Is all I can do. I mean, I wish I had more. I wish I I've tried doing the water in front of the fan, but I don't think it works. I packed away my duvet and just have a flat sheet so I can sleep comfortably. Because you can't be uncovered entirely. Lots of cold drinks, like copious amounts of cold drinks and ice cream. Like, and also I'm like too lazy to kind of do it myself because I keep forgetting that I haven't made ice myself at home. So I end up just repeatedly driving through McDrive through if you put a bowl of ice water in front of a fan and turn the fan on perfect uh, running your hands like your wrists under cold water or even better a chunk of ice and rub them all over your wrists cools you down nicely your wrists apparently yeah, I do that down. if I get too hot I go into the bathroom and run my wrists under the cold tap I don't find it 
that, like, too hot at all. What? Like, I was just over across the road getting a cup of coffee and a woman came in and she's like, oh my God, it's too hot, isn't it? And I was like, no, it's absolutely not. <laughs> it's too it's, hot. It's not too hot. It is, and especially like, at night time. Does everyone forget what the rest of the year is like? We should be... On our hands and knees going, praise Allah yeah. for this weather. But no. heat is one thing. It's the humidity. It's like walking through treacle. Like, it's oh, or tough. Or as Dermot said to me one day, like waking up in a bowl of soup. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Like, I remember one night feeling like this when I was a kid. Went downstairs, <laughs> got the ice, like, in the from the freezer... And put it into my socks. You were just a weird child. What's wrong with you? <laughs> then I woke up in the morning and I had to make an excuse that I didn't wet the bed. That it was just like, I didn't wet it specifically down at the end of the bed. It was ice in my socks. Was that Christmas when you were small and everything was in black and white? And there was, you, there was, Santa didn't bring a train set. He just got ice cubes in his sock. Hang on. Also, Emer and Maria, are you guys dealing with frizz? Is there extra volume involved in hair at the moment? There is. Um, I'm just ignoring it. I, I tend to think if you don't look in the mirror, it doesn't bother you. Oh right, <laughs> you know you can't feel the extra weight as you're yeah. walking around. Well, no? I do have I do have my hair straightener in my bag today. <laughs> <laughs> D has been on to us. She says, "Freeze your drink and have an ice cold drink when you're stuck in the rough trying to find your ball on the 11th in Tullamore Golf Club." <laughs> <laughs> Fair play to you. Enjoying the morning. Tea. What a Freezing day! Freezing the out. drink. That's not a bad shout, is it? So get your drink, lash in the freezer rod in the fridge, and then all day long you'll be sipping on the. Although it'll take ages to start turning into actual liquid. I know, but it's so nice when you get a bit. Yeah. You can just hug it then. You know the noose noose bar that I was talking about the other day that we're very excited about around the corner from here? Went in there yesterday. All the drinks, absolutely freezing. And the girl I saw, I was like, thank you for cooling these. And she goes, I turned the temperature down. I was like, Yes! They're like properly burning your hands cold. I'm starting to think you have shares in this spa around the corner. Yeah. Like, and the things you get so excited about, first of all, that there was a spa, yeah. which we all agreed was not very exciting. But now that, get this, the drinks in their fridge are cold. Yeah, because what? most fridges, you pick up the drink, it's slightly below no, room the temperature. the drinks are always cool. Get your chocolate and put the chocolate into the fridge shops, is what I would say. I got a dairy milk yesterday. So disappointing. Oh. It was practically drinkable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it goes? That kind of, it's a kind of rubbery. There's something to stop it melting. So it yeah. just turns into a kind of a, a little it's rubber. It's bendy. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to see more chocolate in the fridge. Definitely. That's something we could be doing. This is Today FM. Points, lads. Lovely cold points. <laughs> yeah, well, a bit difficult at yeah. uh, 9.22 in work, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, I get it, I get it. It's uh, a challenge. <laughs> Bill is on as well. The other side of the pillow. There's no lifesaver during the night. The other side of the pillow. Oh, there's nothing like it. In fact, someone else gave us a suggestion on 87 to say, you lads, head down to the pet store and buy a pet cooling mat. Stick it under the sheet on the bed. You'll be cool for days. What even is that? So it's like a... Like I think it's like got um, what are those metal things running through the heats like rods? Yes, and they <laughs> but they're cooling rods, and you put it in, you plug it in or whatever, and it it cools. It sounds like a nuclear reactor now you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why the pets need them, um, and it cools dogs down obviously in hot weather. Okay, but you can put it underneath your sheet, and you can also be cooled down. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not suggesting. You Someone do says it. they got something called a Chill Max Air from Tesco. Less than 50 euro, and it's a lifesaver. 
I wonder that like Shillings? just like a, like, a, like, like an like aircon unit. Yeah, like a portable aircon unit or something. Uh, Russell, who's working with us this week, has a hand fan that he turns on like whenever he's too hot, and he just sits in front of him it's like a little bendy thing with a with a handle. It's effective because I sit beside him in the meetings and I'm also getting the benefit of it. There you go. And it just sounds like his laptop is working really hard. <laughs> uh, Jerry's on to us. What are you on about? It's 20 degrees. Like, stop complaining. We literally pay money to go away for this. <laughs> yes, thank no, you. No, Jerry. A voice of reason. No. Like, if it was 40 degrees, like, if, if we were in Seville, if we were on Seville FM, okay, <laughs> and it's 45 degrees Celsius... Then I'm open to this. No, but it's, but it's like it's lovely and warm. It's actually nice. It's too hot <laughs> at night. I'm sorry, it is. And no, someone else is on to us. Stop giving out about the heat, Dave. You'll scare it away. No, that's not me yes. giving out. It's Dermot giving out. What? What are you talking about? Oh, am I giving out? You're giving out about the oh, heat. Yeah, I'm giving out. Sorry, I'm confused. Yeah. You're Dave. No. Okay, it's confusing <laughs> enough for our listeners when you, you need to know who you are. No, I knew I thought you meant something else. No, in person. Yes. I'm look, I'm not giving I just think it's too hot. I just want to know how to be cool at night time particularly. Any more hacks for us? 87 102 As someone says, uh, vis-a-vis chocolate in the fridge, Dermot, you must try Turkish Delight out of the freezer. Oh my God, chewable straight away. Gorgeous. Uh, well, that would be great, uh, except that Turkish Delight is the exclusive bar of murderers. So, <laughs> enjoy. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Good morning. I'm a sports massage therapist um, and working in this weather is really difficult. So when I'm overheating, I put in an ice pack in my sports bra. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ice pack in the sports bra is the new thing. That's what I'm going to try. And finally, Josh was on to us. Morning, guys. Um, Just on Dermot's rubbery chocolate situation, we went to the cinema Sunday night um, when I was ordering some Maltesers to go on my popcorn. The, the guy behind the counter went to the fridge to get the Maltesers out so Excellent. my Maltesers were nice and cold and crisp as I was eating them with my nice warm buttery popcorn delicious oh wow I'm so on board for that no, but hang, on, hang on hang on hang on isn't the warm buttery popcorn immediately undoing the good that the fridge has done to the Maltesers no I find like Maltesers at room temperature are too warm anyway so, so to have them crisp crisp and coldened they're being encoldened. It's their new ad campaign. <laughs> We've been encoldened. Oh, I think all chocolate is better out of the fridge anyway. It should be just be there all the time. It, there was a kind of a trend there for a while of keeping brief, chocolate in brief. the fridge. Yeah. But and you keep jellies in the fridge. You're weird on a number of levels. Well, jellies in the fridge is where else would they be? Yeah, okay. Oh eight seven four one hundred one oh two. Terrible weather for jellies. <laughs> you don't want them at all. But if someone offers you a cool pack of Haribo, <laughs> I think you're on board. This- is today FM. You're looking at a wee hack about cooling down. Um, taking into reference that every photograph I've ever seen of you, um, probably just take your hoodie off. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> fair, Johnny, fair. Uh, Aaron's gone on about the fact that Dermot keeps things in the fridge. Does Dermot just keep everything in the fridge? <laughs> How'd you know this? A pack of chilies, a Harry boy in the fridge. Really the rocks. Really like a dense stream. Well, that's not the only thing because the ante has been upped. Paddy Ryan's been on, Dermot. Hi, Dermot. An old hack there for your Harry Wall um, because I know you're a fanatic. Um, the, fr- the fizzy ones, put them in the freezer overnight and then try them the second day. Oh, my God. Yeah, you haven't tried nothing to taste. There you go. How about freezer jellies? 
I'm up for it. I'm absolutely up for it. And I would argue maybe that colder jellies would be better for your teeth because they're less likely to get get soft and stick to your teeth. So, but I think the point it could is, actually be a healthier choice I've made. <laughs> the point is that they'll be like rocks and you'll crack your teeth. I think is what Art's saying. <laughs> Don't worry, lads. Says a text. It'll all be over tomorrow. My daughter finishes her leaving cert at 12 o'clock, so there's wow. bound to be looming clouds and drops in temperature then. <laughs> Possibly so. And Peter says, listen to Dermot talking about tying a fluffy baby girl to Maria's baby to clean her floor. Reminds me of how my mother used to tie uh, rags dipped in floor wax around our feet when we were kids. And used to tell us to play a game of sliding up and down our hallway, telling us it was a game, but in actual fact she was getting us to shine her floor while she did other housework. Genius. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Just this one thing that got me tripping. She's obviously wearing flip-flops. <laughs> Can't wear those either, Emery. I know what you're going through. They cut the tripping, inside. Slipping. <laughs> I've all been there. They cut the inside of your t- big toe, that bit between your big toe and your second toe. I don't know whoever decided that that was something normal. We should just put the stalk between those two toes. Because <laughs> that, sorry, stalk is an amazing word for whatever that's called. It's awful. It is so that awful. That part of your foot's like, hey, hey, what? What are we doing here? Why is this between... <laughs> I've never worked before. <laughs> yeah. I would argue that they are more comfy than the sliders. Oh, no. Sliders are Sometimes everything. sliders are too tight across your foot. Mm. Which are you more likely to fall over or wreck your toes in if you're running? Oh, the stocks. The stocks. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, because oh, no, hang on, wait for me. I'm carrying drinks. Dead. <laughs> but this is why people invented Crocs with sport mode. Because oh, no. you've got the airiness of the flip-flop. With the holes in the thing, whatever, and then you have the little grip around the, your your back of your ankle. There's nothing in between your toes. I wore them in public. You wore them in public yesterday. I did some gardening in the front of my house in my Crocs. He's coming around, Maria. He's Don't coming around slowly. It's public. Well, it's more public than the. Although he did wear them on the dart that time. That was uh, that was amazing. I was shirtless again. No, there was some controversy the last time. Shirtless and in Crocs. Yeah, some people had thoughts of whether you should be shirtless doing gardening outside the front of your house that maybe you should have a t-shirt on. No, no, no. You shouldn't be shirtless. <laughs> it's just specific. This is Today FM. Killian Bushel is in Mallow and is a leaving certain vigilator. Hello, Killian. How's it going? God, how's that job? Long and, and quite boring. <laughs> Here, were you, in, were you invigilating during the infamous maths paper one exam? I was, yeah, yeah. And were people freaking out? Well, no, there didn't seem to be. No, I asked them, I asked them, I think that was Friday, I asked them Monday how they found this, the paper one was really hard. Yeah, but like, we heard stories about invigilators handing out tissues to people who were crying mid-exam. You weren't doing that, were you? No, I wasn't one of those, but they did say paper two was very easy then. Oh, okay. So it balanced out a bit. Hopefully, anyway, after them, you know. I think, do you remember that famous scene from Game of Thrones? where she's walking through the streets and all the crowd are shouting, shame, shame. <laughs> yeah. That's what people wanted to do to whoever made up that Matt's Paper 1 leave insert questions. And they obviously yeah. worked hard over the weekend to make Matt's Paper 2 much easier. Uh, Gillian, are you a teacher? Is that how you get this job or are you yeah, doing something else? Teacher, You're yeah. an English teacher. All right, okay, okay. I always think they should make a movie called The Invigilator. <laughs> you know, and have like Denzel Washington or somebody. <laughs> Playing this. I'd watch that. Yeah. What does he do? Sit and leave and start exams. Just, yeah. just stand at the top of the room. Yeah. All right, Kitty, let's get down to business. Uh, this B has B B. What do you think? This B has bumbling business. <laughs> this B has bumbling business. 
We have a plant in our garden that is the most bee-filled thing I've ever seen. Like I think I'm single-handedly keeping the bee population You're of the earth the bees. alive. I don't know what the plant is called. They're like it goes up in the air. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> he's, he's getting technical, guys. Slow down. The plant goes up in the air. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like a really long, spiky thing. And okay. it's grown to about like 10 times bigger than we thought it was going to be. Right. So it's like, you know, the shape of a cone. Yeah. Upside down. It's like a traffic cone shape. Oh. And, but it's going like this kind of purpley blue flowers. Maybe somebody knows what it is. And then it, it's just growing so much, but it's covered in bees like all day long. Just They're mad for it. It's like coppers for bees. Enjoying themselves. Killian, this bee has bumbling business is a wonderful sentence, but not the one we're looking for, unfortunately. No, no worries. Thanks. Okay, what exam are you on later on? Uh, history later. History later. Okay, right. Best yeah. luck with that. Thanks, William. Well, Bye, I, I don't need the luck. It's the students. Yeah, that's so the truth. That's the truth. Best luck to them. Yeah, yeah. fair play to you. All right, Killian. See you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, Bye. You know, you've got Google Lens on your phone. Oh, yeah. And you can just point it and just click it and just tell you what, what it is. And there's also an app that does plants. I'm sure Google Lens will tell you, but there's an app where you point, you literally point it. It's like a plant identifier. And it'll just go, oh, oh that's. Rococcus return. Is there an app that will tell you what is a weed and what isn't? Because I, I think I'm like delicately nurturing some weeds. <laughs> but actually, like, did you get enough water today? So you can go big and strong and strangle no. all the actual plants. <laughs> oh, no, Darren Gavin made the point with us a while back. He said, there's no such thing as weeds. There's just plants you want or plants you don't want. They're all just plants. So don't be thinking of them as weeds. Some of them are beautiful and they're weeds. Yeah, but there are ones. Choke out yeah, the other no, ones. there are ones. Devil's Claw and all that are not weeds, but they are. They ones they, they choke out other ones. They're not nice. <laughs> but yeah, no. But I think uh, what's the one in my garden? Spreading, something like spreading buttercup or something. It just goes out flat, all right. covering as much ground as possible. Some of them go have- up and some of them go <laughs> flat. <laughs> Gardening tips with Art Dermot. If anyone can recognise his upside down traffic cone blue coppers for bees, please let us know. And 0874 Emer's got a suggestion for you as to what it might be. Dermot, the plant is a foxglove. We have some of them here in the garden as well. They're gorgeous. Bumblebees love it. Enjoy, Emer and Douglas. Okay, no. so did you check foxglove? It's not a foxglove. Okay. I, I know what those look like. Rory's been on. That sounds like a buddleia, which is also known as the butterfly bush, but it also attracts bees. Buddleia. that it? Don't think so. Okay, one more. Linda. Hi, guys. Dermot, that's called an echium, and I love them. They're absolutely fabulous, and they grow really, really tall. So it's an echium. You're welcome. Linda says echium. Yeah, I've just looked at the picture. That's what it is. It's an echium. Amazing. Because there's loads of tiny, tiny little flowers on it. And that's why the bees are are loving it. Did you know that bees can... They... they uh, okay, here, here comes the we science go. Bit. Guys, he's already covered gardening. Today he's about to become an... an, an uh, hang on, get it right. Entomologist. Uh, our electromagnetic field. So when a bee flies over a plant, it can tell by the electromagnetic field of the plant and the flower if another bee has been in there and taken all the nectar out of it. So it, it goes, and it's like, wah, 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 wah. And it's like, oh, John's been in there. I'll go to the next one. That's <laughs> pretty cool, isn't it? It is very cool. Terminal Dave. Playing the music you know. 
Stereophonics and Dakota on Today FM. Did you see Kelly from the Stereophonics, Maria, with your lover's Coldplay? Um, so that's Coldplay playing the music, Kelly doing the singing. Great, doesn't he? Kelly yeah. Jones. He's aged. No, Chris Martin aged. described him as a, either a rock sex god or a sex god. I can't remember exactly when he walked up onto the stage. There they all are singing in the whole crowd. That's pretty cool. I suppose it's the equivalent, it's the Welsh equivalent of Bono coming out in Croke Park or something. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a national hero in Wales, isn't he? Unbelievable. Chris, of course, has to slow it down and do it on the piano. You know, he just has no other way of communicating. Of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people loving Say Up to Suits the Music, although wondering whether Kevin Kilban was Jon Snow on, on buying a place in the sun or I whatever he's doing. Maybe the TV presenter w- was Kevin oh, Kilban right. by accident. Okay. It's, it's actually quite hard to do Jon Snow like Northern and then do another accent that isn't North. <laughs> that one is North, what you've done there. I know, that's what I mean. <laughs> It just gets turned into the Nick factory. That you have the ability to decide whatever happens. You no, could have done an do Irish it. person. Okay. Be Jon Snow. Oh, Jon Snow. Oh, something, you know, something, something, over something, over something over the wall. Something over the wall. Now yeah. do a presenter, but with, with a London accent or something. All right, so, right, we've got to show you this lovely two-bed in then Barcelona. Flick between There's the something two. over the wall. But <laughs> then we've got to see what's going on. Yeah, you're right, you do go back into something going on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't help it. I've got nah. straight back into Nick Factory, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> you're over in Bolton now. <laughs> I'll always end up in Bolton, no matter what I do. Uh, okay, come here. We're getting loads of reaction uh, to, actually, a flip-flop conversation and a Crocs conversation that we had a little <laughs> while back was still going Eva was on to us Morning Dermot and Dave um, I just have to say I'm the biggest Croc lover Yes Croc lover uh, You cannot beat them especially after a night out in heels you come home and put on your Crocs and your feet are back to normal Good woman We have um, a group me and a few of my friends and uh, two of us are just mad about them and these two girls are always sneering us and really embarrassed, <laughs> but they can't beat them. Sliders, the Crocs, the flip flops, the sandals, the wellies. Whatever it takes, whatever you get, need to do to be comfortable, I reckon that's the most important thing. No, slippers do the same thing after a night out, so that I'm not taking the mm, Eva seems pretty convinced that it's the Crocs that are saving her feet. You reckon slippers? Slippers do a better job, actually. Oh, no. You don't need Crocs. You don't have Crocs. How do you know what the Crocs can do? I have no interest in having Crocs. (laughs) Maria, that's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) You gave in. My world was turned upside down. (laughs) I want to talk about McDonald's, though. Because I I went to the world's biggest McDonald's when I was in Orlando, and I never even told you about it. Well, tell us about it. So... It's on a place called Sand Lake Road in Orlando. But the thing about it is, is wherever it is, because like, I don't know Orlando that well, I was only there the one time. Like, You seem to always drive past. So you're constantly going, we haven't gone to the world's biggest McDonald's yet. And my missus is like, because we're not going to McDonald's on our holidays. Like, it's the world's biggest McDonald's. We have to go to it. Does it look bigger from the road or does it just look normal? No, it looks pretty big. All right, because it's two stories. So that's the first thing that you kind of realise. Was it just that there's more seats? No. 
So first of all, I should say it's not actually the world's biggest McDonald's. The world's, in terms of square footage, the world's largest square footage McDonald's is in the Olympic Village in London. But this is the world's largest entertainment McDonald's. So it's not just about going in and going and getting your burger. There's stuff to do. Oh, so like a soft play area or something. Like a two-story soft play area. So when you're in, when you're driving past it, you just see this massive yellow slide going in and out of the building. And you're like, what? We have to go there. (laughs) So it's 19... You know you were in Orlando, the home of Universal and Disney. (laughs) And you want to go on a crappy yellow slide that's covered in burger grease. (laughs) While eating a double cheeseburger, (laughs) obviously. It's 19,000 square feet. That doesn't mean anything to anyone. Okay, hang on. Well, it does, right? Because your average, like house, right, that people okay. live in, is about I'm gonna, well, I don't know what the average is, I'm going to say it's about 1,500 square feet And what so did you say this was? 19,000 Oh, right, okay. So like, say 12 normal semi-detached houses. Okay. Look, we don't care about the square footage. We want to know <laughs> what's on the menu of the world's biggest McDonald's Is it any different? Yes, it is different. So first of all, when you walk in the door, on your left is the dessert counter Okay? So you know, like a cheesecake. Mm. So, like, even you go to McDonald's, you know, you can add like a McFlurry to your thing. You can get yeah. an apple pie. It comes in the cardboard thing and says, "Warning, it's going to be hot." Whatever. Yeah. There's people there with like cheesecakes that they will slice the cheesecake and put it on a plate and give it to you. There's pavlovas. There's all kinds of ice cream and toppings and hundreds and thousands. Of it's a full dessert counter. Now, I don't know why that's as you walk in the door, because obviously you're going in for dinner, but it's there. Maybe you get it on the way out. I don't know. Anyway, when you walk in, and it is pretty standard in the sense that it has the tap screen things, and you go and you walk yeah. up and you start tapping your bits, whatever. So I didn't know what they sold in there. I was just like, oh, I've got cool desserts. Let's. Uh, what do you want? Do I want a cheeseburger happy or whatever? And I started tapping into the thing, and then I saw pizza, and I was like, what? And then I looked around, and where we were standing we were just at the machines but around the corner is a pizza pasta bar right so imagine like seats like stool height you're sitting at a bar and in behind that is a stone fired pizza oven and lads cooking fresh pasta to whatever you want that, my that's god not McDonald's dessert pizza <laughs> pasta it's almost like it's a restaurant <laughs> It's a McDonald's restaurant. It is. Hang on. (laughs) They'll make you what what you order. Chairs, seats. (laughs) You've never seen pizza at McDonald's. Don't lie to me. Well, you also said you walked up to the big screen and tapped your bits. (laughs) I don't think that's allowed. So I decided I would order pizza because it's a McDonald's pizza. We've got to see what that's like. Uh, Tracy had fresh pasta. What was a McDonald's pizza like? Is it called a Mac pizza? I'm. Uh, uh, yes, it's a Mac pizza and there's and it's Mac pasta. Mac pasta. Uh, the Mac pizza is delicious. Genuinely. <laughs> always, no, 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 never no, no, said no. a pizza is bad yeah, in your true. life. <laughs> it's all oh, had the pizza. Delicious. <laughs> What'd you have? Margarita. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, sorry, the margarita <laughs> is the acid test of any pizza company. If they can get the margarita right, because it's not easy to get it right. You can get it. It's too cheesy. Too dry. It's too saucy. Too dry. Too congealed. To whatever. Oh, there's so many potentials. So I got the margarita, Dermot. You're absolutely right. I did. 
And I got it with the buffalo mozzarella and not the cow mozzarella because we all know buffalo mozzarella tastes nicer than cow mozzarella. Does it? Yeah, way nicer. You're being ripped off if you ever just get cow mozzarella. Oh, right. Buffalo's what you want. I didn't know you you could get mozzarella from cows. Well, it's just it's just cheese. You can get it from... No, but I thought mozzarella was specifically cheese from buffaloes. No, buffalo mozzarella is from buffaloes. But mozzarella is from cows. So you want the buffalo mozzarella because that's the one that has a little extra bit of flavour. Mind blown. There you go. anything a cow can't give us. <laughs> um, and then here's the thing. Confession. You order and then you're given a little plastic triangle table number. Okay, and then you go and you find your seats wherever they are. We went upstairs. Oh yeah, they do that though. Right, okay, but hang on. Yeah, Yeah. but hang on. And then you sit down, but then they bring you your food on platters with like steel knives and forks. They're practically, they're one step away from having those things when they were, the dome where they go, voila, monsieur. (laughs) You're a Mac pizza. Yeah. Now, they did forget some part of the order. I can't remember what it was now, but... They were extremely apologetic. Went down. I said, "Will I come down?" No, sir. Stay where you are. We'll bring it back. Right up. They came right up, or whatever it was, chips or something or a drink. They forgot. From what the did Tracy kids. get in her pasta? Tracy so got like vegetables and stuff. Yeah, uh, there's veggies. There's chicken. There's bacon. There's marinara sauce, Alfredo sauce, pesto sauce. She got pesto and chicken. I think. Would you not peppers. just always think in your head? I'm eating nice pasta that someone's made for me. But it's in McDonald's. Like, well, is it? Is it not always? I have to admit, well, as I sat there waiting for it, that's what I felt like. Yeah. I was like, "This pizza is going to be McDonald's pizza." Like, and I know you're slagging me there, but it genuinely was a really good pizza. <laughs> Why don't they do this everywhere then? I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's to it's attract. So amazing, Dave. <laughs> it is so amazing. Um, I suppose it's to attract the holiday goers who are in Orlando but who I've... want to go and like. I'm sure if you lived there, you wouldn't be. Running out from McDonald's pizza or McDonald's I feel pasta. like Maybe you would. Our McDonald's that we have, all they do is take the stuff away from us. So this McDonald's over there, they oh you can have pizza and pasta and all of the things that you like and cheesecake and pavlova. And here it's like you, you can have a Sunday. No, you can't have Sundays anymore. You can have a Whisper Gold McFlurry. Now that's not available anymore. <laughs> you can have a chicken Big Mac. Now you're not allowed to have a chicken Big Mac anymore. I want they a just counter. Take stuff you away. can't have a counter. Now it's a hatch. <laughs> Soon it'll be just a hole in the ground where you shout your order through a manhole cover. No. This is the future. <laughs> Going up to a tapping machine and you don't have to yeah. talk to anyone. That's that's brilliant. Just bing, bing, bing. Ready to go. There's our number 493. Thought- 493. Yeah, here's me. Like, Going to McDonald's with kids. I was like, you don't know how to use this tapping machine. I'll do it. And they're like, no, mommy, we'll do it. So they showed me how you can like... Because Mikey doesn't like anything on his burger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if he wants a hamburger, he doesn't want any sauce or onions or lettuce or cheese or anything. So he goes out and he knows how to take it all away and I didn't know that. You've got that option then with your pasta and your pizza and everything in the world's biggest entertainment, McDonald's. It's called Epic McD, by the way. Is it? What's entertaining about it? So, slide. No, so hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, so there's the slide, (laughs) right? The juice makes the kids go faster. (laughs) There's the soft play area, but then there's an entire arcade. So like air hockey, like all the like Walking Dead zombie games, like basketball things. Like it's a, there's a massive arcade in there, and you get those tickets that turn into prizes. Would you pick up one of those shooting game guns <laughs> in 
um, the world's biggest McDonald's full of children. Like between the, you just get burger COVID. No, within seconds. There's no difference between the one that the kid has used in the arcade in the hotel or the arcade anywhere else. They're exactly the same. Slime. I don't even want to touch the knife and fork that my greasy hand-handed kids have touched at home. What about the screens, though? So everyone's going in, touching with their hands. I'm not worried about touching anything. I'm blank. Well, no, it's yeah. not. I, I never see them wiping them down at all. <laughs> and the whole city's mashing their dirty fingers onto it. Listen. And by the way, restaurants, even after COVID, are still putting their cutlery the wrong way around. You get me? Oh. Yeah, so when they're you, facing up yeah. so that when somebody goes to grab a fork, they're touching they're touch five other the forks. forks. And all the spoons. Just put them the other way. This was supposed to be a conversation about the world's biggest McDonald's. Now we're on to like, oh, I can get burger COVID, COVID off burgers. Burger COVID. You basically described a reasonable quality restaurant. And you travelled. It was, was amazing. Miles to get there. <laughs> Has anyone else ever been to the world's biggest entertainment McDonald's, Epic McDee's in Orlando? Let us know on 087 I'm sure it was a lovely experience. It was. I was really impressed. Restaurants, for the love of God, will you turn your cutlery the other way around? <laughs> Terminal Dave Playing the music you know On the cutlery thing I'm a bit torn I get why the restaurants Don't do it Because the forks And the knives Will take up more space When they're out The other way around But then you have to Consider from our perspective What could be lurking In the bottom of the dark box Like that the forks And the knives Are touching In the bottom of the dirty box Not sure You see you don't know What's what's, If they went Like tying in You don't know What's in there you know what I mean? That's a valid concern, I think. You stop saying time. No, I'm not. Rachel's been on <laughs> as well. teaching us. I totally agree about the fork thing. Like, I don't mind the average person touching my forks, but having worked with someone who would uh, openly scratch under the underpants and then put a hand in a shared bag of crisps, oh. yeah, you don't know who's touching those forks. No, you do not. <laughs> what an amazing description. <laughs> Listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave. Weekday mornings from 9 on Today FM.